Are you ready? Yeah, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Morning, DJ Nation fam. What has happened? Happy holidays to you and yours. It's the DJ Nation podcast. We're here for the Week 16 DraftKings NFL DFS Breakdown Show. Your hosts are here, Ryan Williams at Ryan Alexander underscore W is where you can find me. Joined by my two usual co-hosts here as well, the Godfather himself, Mister Kevin Steele. Fantasy Rat Thirteen is where you can find him on Twitter. And then we got Maddie Buckets, Maddie Two V Two, Maddie DFS. Fellas, how we doing? Happy holidays. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, been a lot of, ate a lot of food this week. Uh, got to see some family. So all, all was good over here. Ready to, to dive back into NFL. Uh, Alvin Kamara gave a lot of people a good Christmas present last night. So uh, A lot of people as in who, Matty? He, he ain't come well, here. The Grinch the, came here. Yeah, the, the Grinch came to, to you two guys. But uh, <laughs> for, for me, in, in my third place matchup in one of my leagues, he, he you know, started me right. off right. But, yeah, I mean, six touchdowns. And, and can we just talk about Sean Payton real fast? Like, what is he thinking giving Taysom Hill a carry at the one-yard line when Kamara oh. could have had seven touchdowns? Like, what are you doing? Dude, see, and this is going to go into my analysis on Taysom Hill, like, next year going forward. Like, I, how many times have I said this dude effing loves Taysom Hill? Like, I don't know if they share the same bed. I don't know, like, what's going on there. But this guy absolutely loves this kid, like, enough to take away a record-breaking touchdown, a touchdown uh, accolade from Alvin Kamara. And he knew that Alvin had it because he was in that entire drive. It, it made zero sense to me. Like, they gave him that first carry. He gets down there, and then, okay, come on out. <laughs> what? So, you know, and, and in typical Saints fashion, they get back into the red zone under the, in, in, under the two minutes. So he was able to get it, but that was crazy. Kev, how are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, we got uh, football again today, another three-game slate on Saturday, and then uh, the, the big one tomorrow for the main slate because we all know Week 17 is a fucking dumpster fire. And, uh, you know, how, how unpredictable that is. So this is kind of the last week before the playoffs that we get to uh, enjoy all this football this weekend. So not to mention the fact that we are only one subscriber away from 1,000. So that was, our big, that was our big goal this entire year was to hit 1,000 subscribers this year. We started from the bottom, you know, uh, in like August or j- late July, we were at like 100. And to be almost at 1,000 in that short of a time span is amazing. It's a testament to all the hard work of everybody, the behind the scenes here, and also the, all the, the, the great community we've built along the way. So uh, that's been a, a good, solid uh, Christmas present. So 
tomorrow we're going to be giving away a bunch of stuff. Um, so main, the, the big grand prize is going to be that signed Allen Robinson jersey you see to the right of your screen. We're going to be giving that away. It's an authentic Allen Robinson jersey, my might add, which is uh, sick. And then we're also going to be giving away a bunch of other stuff too tomorrow on the game day show. So uh, just shout out to everybody for uh, getting us to where we are and uh, all the people that have helped along the way. Absolutely, Kev. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, you know, everybody who's who's the subscriber. I mean, we we appreciate all of the uh, love that we've been getting. Everybody who's subscribed, who's liked the videos, who's interacted uh, with our live streams, with the start and sit show that the guys have been doing, the early waiver wire show rankings, ev- everything, and and the one off videos that have been going out for dynasty redraft and DFS. Um, it, it's just been fun to you know. Uh, share the wealth with the T with the TFA family, with the DJ nation fam. And uh, we're excited for, you know, everything going on uh, for this season and going into 2021, it's going to be big things here for the DJ nation. So you guys definitely want to keep rocking with us. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you make sure you do subscribe. I mean, like Kevin said, we got the giveaway going on um, probably some other things that we'll, we'll have planned for you guys as we're winding down the, the regular season, but heading into the to playoffs and the DJ nation pod will still be here for the playoffs to kind of get you guys covered there um, through those weeks. So boys, without any further ado, let's get it. It was funny for me to kind of start it off uh, saying good morning, because usually we're doing this at like the wee hours of the night. Um, so we, we're going into the Saturday uh, Saturday slate here, but we're going to talk about the, the Sunday slate first, the main slate, and uh, then try and hit on some things before we, before we leave you guys today on what we're thinking for the Saturday slate. By then, we should have a little bit of news for some of these kind of question marks that are, that are going on um, with that slate. But let's start it off with the Sunday slate, boys. And, um, you know, we got it. First of all, this is episode 95 uh, of the DJ Nation. So, we, we got five more to hit 100. That's exciting. But as we start off this show, I think it's, you know, it's going to be funny. Uh, Maddie, we talking before the podcast started, um, just talking about kind of the week for you and, and you know, how it's just the holiday weeks, I feel like are always weird. And that's the same thing with me. And we usually don't have like a Friday showdown slate and a Saturday, you know, uh, three game slate that we're doing before the Sunday slate. So I feel like a lot of the I can speak for myself, at least, that a lot of the focus for the Sunday slate has kind of gone to a little bit of the wayside. And I think that that's going to happen for a lot of people um, because there's so much other stuff to focus on. And then, you know, yesterday was NBA, too. So now we come into a Sunday slate. We have no Derrick Henry. We have no Saints. We have no uh, Dalvin Cook. We have Christian McCaffrey will be missing. And so we kind of have these thing uh, teams like, the Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Chiefs are still on the slate, and and that's fun. But like the Cleveland Browns, we have these weird teams that we have not really been mainly, you know, attacking for fantasy goodness that all set up in kind of pretty good spots. Um, so it kind of feels weird going into the slate. And so I just kind of wanted to kind of allude to that at the top. But let's let's talk about these quarterbacks and kind of where you guys' heads at are right now. I, I'll start it off. We just hit a thousand. Say it again. We just hit one. Oh, there we go. Let's go. Okay, shout it out. We should have had the buzzer ready to go. We could have dropped confetti in our drop confetti on the streams and whatnot. Shout out to everybody. One K. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, I'm wondering upward from here. So definitely love to hear that. Uh, so quarterback this week. 
Kev, I'm not even going to steal the thunder from you. I know you're going to talk about Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I hope he has a, a good game for us going against Jacksonville there uh, for for the Chicago Bears team. I mean, he's been he's been lighting it up. He comes in at 5700 this week. That's interesting. But at the top, you know, Deshaun Watson. He's 7600, and that's not usually. It, it makes it hard to kind of pay that price tag, I guess, for 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 him there. Um, but when we're looking at kind of what he's been doing, you know, four or three of the past four games, he's got 24 or more DK points. He's going against a Cincinnati team. I think people will think about that Cincinnati defense kind of being better than they were because of the Steelers game that just happened and how they limited Big Ben. But we we were all watching that game. Like Big Ben has been struggling with the deep ball for some time. Um, offensive line was struggling. The only bright spot on that Steelers team was Benny Snell. And so we're looking at this Houston team who does love to pass. Um, they kind of banded the run last week, even when David Johnson, you know, kind of being back in the fold, him seeing 11 uh, targets was crazy. So even more so that they want to pass Duke Johnson and, and I think CJ Procise there were banged up a little bit. So that'll be something to monitor if those two guys miss, but getting Brandon cooks back healthy Kiki's there, you know, Aikens there, there this Cincinnati game, I kind of like, going to Deshaun Watson there at the top still offers you some rushing upside. Um, I think he could, you know, really be good for you in tournaments. Jalen Hurts down here at 7,000. I mean, if you're playing cash games this week, I think you, you just start with him. I mean, people have, I've, you know, seen some people talking about that. They don't know, you know, the Dallas defense has looked a little bit better and, you know, Jalen Hurts is not, you know, in the 5K, top 5K range, low 6K range anymore. But it's like, what what else do you need uh, to see from this guy to, to make you want to play him? I mean, 74 pass attempts in the past two weeks, so you're getting passing work there. 338 yards last week with three passing touchdowns, uh, 100 yards rushing in that New Orleans game, 63 yards against Arizona and a touchdown. I mean, he's doing it all. I do like um, – running back on that side and we can talk about that later but Jalen Hurts I think uh, for me is is uh you know the, the guy that I would start for with with cash games and then kind of in that uh kind of in that same breath too it, it doesn't feel uh it doesn't feel great but I'm looking at Andy Dalton a little bit at his price tag at 5500 um just with how you can stack them you know the distribution of targets i feel like there and philadelphia has a, a better run defense i think than than people will will think about and so maybe this is a game where we can get uh a, a andy dalton and and uh, amari cooper connection you're looking at the pieces they're not they're not uh that expensive to pair him with and then I know Michael Gallup was on the injury report, but he's now been a full participant this week. So he's going to be back and playing and he's only 4,100 as well, too. So um, that game could be interesting for me, too, to put up points. So that's the three uh, guys that I'm looking at. Uh, Maddie, I guess I'll go to you next and kind of just see where your head's at here with quarterback this week. Yeah, I mean, you touched on Deshaun already. Uh, he's he's definitely near the top of my list. Don't really need to go into him too much. Uh, I mean, Houston hasn't really relied on the run game all year. Uh, over the last four weeks in one-score games, Houston ranks third in, in pass rate at 66% behind only Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Uh, so, you know, even though D David Johnson did have a good game last week, I'm still expecting Deshaun to, to throw a bunch here and to not really have a path of, of resistance uh, facing him on the other side. So he's definitely at the top of my list. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the other guy that I'm really looking at. Um, I think the, the narrative surrounding the Dallas defense being a bit better uh, is is a little uh, fluky, 
Um, as I mean, you look at you go back to the the Minnesota game. Minnesota put up 28 points, and that was a bit of a shootout. Uh, Washington in Week 12, they they I mean that was a close game until the fourth quarter, but then Washington just took over, uh, and and that was the Antonio Gibson show where they put up 41. Um, Dallas really hasn't had a run defense all year, and and Jalen Hurts has looked like Lamar Jackson from last year. Uh, you know, lots of rushing attempts, uh, approaching the 100-yard mark. He had over 100 yards in his first game, uh, was close to it in his second game. So um, anytime you can get a, a quarterback who's going to run that much for 7K and still has the ability to throw for over 300 yards, uh, I, I, I'm going to sign up for that. Um, and then, I mean, Baltimore scored 34 points on Dallas. Uh, the Cincy game where they only scored seven points, that was a weird game because Cincy actually moved the ball into the red zone multiple times. And then they had, what, three or four fumbles? Two from uh, – and it's like it killed drives. And, um, you know, Dallas was was able to just control that game uh, from start to finish because of Cincy's red zone miscues. But had Cincy not turned that ball over, I think – the Bengals would have been closer to the 25 point uh, threshold. So, and then last week you look at uh, San Francisco was able to score 33 against them. So yeah, Jalen hurts top of my list. Um, Absolutely love him this week. And then I'm not getting cute with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire being hurt. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go to Le'Veon Bell, which makes sense on non Mahomes teams, right? 5,800 against Atlanta, who, who has been pretty solid against the run this year. Uh, but they have, you know, given it up to pass catching running backs. So while I do like Le'Veon Bell this week, I think with Edwards Hilaire being out, we know Kansas City has wanted to throw the ball all year. You're missing your your starting running back. You know, a lot of people want to play the backup running back and for good reason, but why not just give Mahomes five to ten more extra attempts, right? So I I think he's gonna go unowned because of his eighty five hundred dollar price tag and, and people can play uh Jalen Hurts for fifteen hundred less, but I mean, we know Mahomes has six touchdown upside, just like Alvin Kamara showed us last night. So um, if a guy throws for six touchdowns, you got to have him regardless of what price he is. Uh, So, yeah, I really like Mahomes this week against Atlanta uh, in a game that could very easily shoot out. Uh, I like that you brought that up, uh, Maddie, because the price tags are so inflated uh, for KC. I mean, we'll we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it tight end, but Kelsey coming in at 8-5 is absolutely outrageous for 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 DraftKings. So it does make it tough to stack, but this is an offense that, you know, we know can put up the points, right, and can put kind of things out of reach. And, I mean, Atlanta on the other side, too, like I – it's hard because Julio's out, but I was trying to talk myself into some Matt Ryan. It it looks like ugly, but you know, if this were like a, a playoff matchup or a Super Bowl matchup, like the, I feel like the Falcons just go into every game and they just do the same thing regardless. Like they don't really yeah. care about where they end up in draft pick status or whatever. Like they just go out there and they're still out there playing, you know, for, for something to win. I mean, hell, you know, look at the Tampa Bay game last week, they end up losing, but they had that game handedly in the bag and were looking like they were going to kill all of Tampa Bay's playoff hopes. So uh, they still play for something. So that could keep the pace up in that game. Um, Kevin, talk to us about where you're at with quarterback this week. I will say Pat Mahomes is going to be the most interesting guy on the slate because because everybody's so it is so priced up. I mean, you have to really want it to play Mahomes, Tyreek, or Kelsey, right? Because they're all above eight K, and so it does, it does make it a little bit more difficult to to make that build. Uh, and it, 
what they have the highest point and highest implied point total on the slate. They are at home. Um, we're, there will be some things you have to see. Like I know Tyreek right now is listening as questionable for Sunday, but um, I expect him to play. The Chiefs still need to win this game to really lock up their 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 playoff uh, hopes. Uh, it's it they. They pretty much have it in the bag, anyways. The 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 home field advantage and the number one seed. It would take a lot of crazy things for Buffalo to be able to get it. Regardless of that, the Chiefs still need this game. There's no way they're going to rest their starters here. For me, my the guys that I want to play that I'm probably going to have the most exposure to is one you already mentioned with Jalen Hurts. He's just he's just ball. He's been a baller. I think like for for me like like season long wise like next year he's he's this year's uh, Kyle or Kyler Murray. I think mm-hmm. he has all the that sort of upside. I felt the same way. I felt like a lot of people were going to look at this this Cowboys defense as they've been a lot better uh, lately. If you look um, over the last four weeks, they've 27th in passing yards allowed over the last four weeks. But you look at who they've played, it's been the 49ers, Bengals, Ravens, and Washington football team. None of these teams are like elite passing options, right? None of these teams are really going to air it out on you. All of them really want to run the football. And so I think a lot of that's smoke and mirrors. So I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts whatsoever. I think Jalen Hurts can smash this defense. And so – um, but I'm not going to go any further than that because you already talked about him. The other two that I really like, I really like Baker Mayfield at, at 6100 here at his price tag. I know a lot of people are going to look at this and think that well, the Browns are going to are going to try to just establish the run. They're going to run the ball the entire time um, and not really air it out. But that's not really what the the, the Browns have been doing as much uh, over the last four weeks. Uh, over the last four weeks, Baker Mayfield is QB5 over that span. He's third in passing yards, and two of the which are 300-yard passing games. He was like two yards away from three of those being 300-yards passing uh, passing games over the last four weeks. He is second in passing touchdowns, only behind Aaron Rodgers over that span. And over the last three weeks, the Browns have went from an offense that threw the ball only around roughly 48% of the time to 55% of the time. And on the season, Baker ranks 13th in red zone attempts, which is an eighth in air yards per attempt, seventh in deep ball completion percentage, and 12th in fantasy points per dropback. So there's a lot to like with Baker Mayfield. He's really starting to hit, you know, kind of get hot. And for me, when you look at this matchup, you can certainly throw the ball. Uh, I do think that the Jets' run defense is going to take a little bit of a hit. But even over the last four weeks, uh, they've still allowed the second most fantasy points to the position. Um, it's or the second fewest, excuse me, uh, to the position. Um, obviously, it's a little bit of a downgrade losing uh, Quinn Williams now on that run defense. So that is something to monitor. But overall, I still think that, you know, we know that teams can throw all over this uh, this, this Jets defense. And whether you want to pair them with Jarvis Landry, who's in an elite spot, whether you want to pair him with Rashard Higgins, who, you know, somebody I've shit on earlier this year, who has really started <laughs> to become more and more involved in this offense. Austin Hooper, I think, are all all directions you can go, and none of them are really all that expensive. So it's kind of a cheap stack to be able to get some one off to whether it's Tyreek or Travis Kelsey or whatever you want to do there at the you know at the other positions. And so I really like Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he's eighth prize, eighth highest price quarterback uh, on this slate, and I think people are just going to look over him a little bit and not really uh, look to attack him. It's Baker, you know, he doesn't really stand out to a lot of people. But I mean, over the last month, I mean, he's been on a fucking uh, hot streak, and I don't think it's going to end this week against the Jets defense. And then the other one is uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think he is, uh, you know, going against Jacksonville. I really like what what he's been able to do. Um, since really being uh, installed back as the starting quarterback, they never should have mentioned him in the first place, or they'd pr- probably be in the playoffs right now. Had it not been for that, they pretty much need 
the Cardinals to lose for them to have a shot at, at that playoff spot. They're only a game back, but uh, we could see the Bears in the playoffs. We'll just have to see how that turns out. But they get this matchup against Jacksonville. They're 31st in pass DVOA, 24th in rush DVOA. The only concern here is going to be, do they just run the football like they did last week against the Vikings where the what? David Montgomery had 25, 28 touches or something like that, carries in that game. That's something they could easily do again this week. But this is a, a fantastic matchup for Mitchell Trubisky and this offense here. And so those are the three quarterbacks that I'm going to have the most exposure to, Hurts, Mayfield, and Trubisky. Yeah, like like those, uh, like those Kev, because, yeah, I mean, Mitchell, it feels weird. But when we're talking about the slate that, that has presented itself to it, playing Mitchell and, you know, you, how to stack him and that can get you up to some of these high-priced guys. Uh, you guys got anything else at the quarterback position before we move on to running back? Um, I, I think Herbert's kind of interesting, but. He is. Uh, I also will say same this for the same narrative. I like Mahomes. Uh, Cam Akers is out this week for the Rams. Uh, so I think golf against Seattle is very interesting. They're a pass funnel there. So yes. um, I just wanted to, to mention him. No, let, let's talk about that because that uh, I think that kind of is a nice segue over to the running back position because Cam Akers is, is out, as you said, Maddie. So we're going to have this split running back share, kind of like what we saw at the beginning of the year, right, with Daryl Henderson and uh, Malcolm Brown. It seems like you know, McVay said that they're both going to be heavily involved. But um, 4500 for Daryl Henderson, I think he makes – Kind of, kind of an intriguing play in tournaments when you look at the red zone role that he had, you know, headed into week nine. Uh, that, I think that was their buy there. And then after that, week 10 was kind of the Cam Akers kind of takeover season. And, and from week 10 on, Cam Akers had 25 of the red zone carries there, uh, really out, out playing both of them, uh, both Malcolm Brown and, and Daryl Henderson. But before that, it was really Daryl Henderson that was getting the the red zone work there as as the back there. I think he had 33 uh, attempts in those first nine weeks. So, you know, we're getting a red zone guy here. We know that the Rams, I, I agree with you, Maddie. Like, I think the way you beat Seattle is um, through the past, but we, we've seen Jared Goff, you know, kind of let down before. And I think that, uh, McVay wants to make things as easy as possible on golf. And so to try and get this run game going in, in some way, shape or form, I think will be definitely in play for them. And and then you think about the re- when they get into the red zone, you know, just trying to limit the mistakes and just handing it to Henderson, who's proven that way. Now, he doesn't really catch passes. So that makes it tough. I mean, he has had some games with three or four targets there. Um, so you're hoping for that, but at 4,500, I mean, what, what do you kind of have to lose in this kind of, you know, slate when we're talking about getting to guys that, you know, high price wide receivers or high price quarterbacks, or even if you wanted to play like a Kelsey or something like that, it doesn't, it's not like home run value, but I think that, you know, when you're trying to find value, I think you could do worse than a guy, um, like Henderson. But I think for me, you know, kind of at the top, I mean, I think Nick Nick Chubb will definitely be popular, especially with Williams out. And, and I do like Chubb, but uh, it, it, it makes it tough because the Jets kind of defense, like the best thing they do is kind of stop the run. And I don't I know that Cleveland is not going to go away from that, but they have been pass heavy a little bit here over the past four weeks. Baker Mayfield has has kind of gotten it together. So they definitely don't need to. Um, 
run so much as if they if they have the pass going and it's working for them. I could see them doing that. But I, I, it starts off for me with Miles Sanders at 7K. I mean, if I can't get to Jalen Hurts, I love getting to Miles Sanders. Um, just look at last week with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Raheem Mostert leaves the game, but he was off to a, a pretty solid start running against them. And then, you you know, you had the likes of Wilson coming in, beating them on the ground. Uh, they've just been attacked on the ground all year. And Miles Sanders, I mean, finally, we're getting Miles Sanders, you know, kind of unleashed here um, with 31 touches uh, uh, of rushing attempts in the past two games going against the likes of Arizona and New Orleans, you know, 100 yards against uh, New Orleans. And I've said about this in my article, too, like this guy, you know, kind of beat New Orleans when nobody else was beating them and did it against the Steelers first when we weren't targeting them at all against the run. He had that whatever it was, a huge yard run, 70 or 80 yards against them. And so we know that he has the upside to kind of, you know, be a top tier back. <clears throat> and he's kind of, you know, priced under guys like Taylor, Eckler, Montgomery, Chubb, who are all fine plays. But I think if you're, you know, definitely looking for some leverage there um, to get to some Sanders where you don't have hurts, I think kind of makes a ton of sense. And then um, going down just a little bit here, <clears throat> the guy I'm also interested in is McKissick. Uh Alex Smith is questionable. And so, you know, with the Haskins strip club kind of incident going on there, like I'm not sure how they feel about that. If they want to, you know, sit this guy, if, if Smith can go, I think if Smith can go, you know, then that, that puts things really into play for, for a guy like McKissick who is 6,400. That's going to be hard for people to pay for him. But when we're looking at no Terry McLaurin, he's doubtful for this game probably going to miss like it's going to be him and it's going to be Logan Thomas and, you know, maybe Cam Sims. But if you don't want to have to trust Cam Sims, like Alex Smith running back tight ends, like this guy loves to loves to target them. And uh, I know the big game from Logan Thomas came from uh, came from Haskins last week, but I do like McKissick there if, if Alex Smith is starting. Uh, scrolling down. Yeah, I, I agree, Maddie. I mean, Bell, I think, you know, if you're playing cash game, sure, why not? He'll be popular. Um, take a chance on him. But it 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 does kind of it does kind of make you worry just how that game goes and how the team likes to attack. Like you could be frustrated that he's not getting the touchdowns like he could get them down there. Maybe they're throwing to Kelsey in the end zone or or Hill breaks off a long one. I just don't know if it's going to be that home run play that people are alluding to. So we go down a little bit and 4,800 for Gio Bernard against Houston. I mean, wh- why are we not playing this guy? Um, Ryan Finley, this guy's not, we, they don't want to pass with him. I don't think, I mean, I I've only seen a full game of him and that was last week against the Steelers. Uh, but now you're going against Houston. I mean, what better way to get Giovanni Bernard to keep going than facing this Houston Texans defense that we've attacked on the run all season. I mean, they're, they're just absolutely atrocious. He saw 25 attempts a, against the Pittsburgh Steelers team that was also, you know, banged up, but still, it, it's still the Steelers there. And if he's going to be involved in, in the run game, so to speak, so much, you know, only one target last week. I'm not really looking at that. We know what his upside is in the past catching game, and he's only 4,800 this week. Like, it's, it's just too cheap. Um, this, you know, this Texans team has kind of kept people uh, in the game. The Texans defense, that is, has kind of kept offenses in the game. So even though it is Cincinnati, it is on the road, I still like getting to some Joe Bernard this week. So that's kind of where I'm at with my three guys at the running back position, kind of one in each tier um, that I'll allude to there. Uh, Maddie or uh, Kev, I'll start with you here for running backs. How are you feeling this week for your guys? Yeah, but I think this, this slide is interesting because we don't have any of those those big 
you know, 9K or even 8K running backs to deal with. You know, you're, we're pretty much stuck in the 7K range. And, you know, between David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Jonathan, well, not necessarily, uh, and Miles Sanders, I think these three guys are going to be the guys that everybody's going to want to play up top, uh, or the four guys, I should say, up top. And for me, I, I like I, I like Nick Chubb quite a bit, but I think Austin Eckler is is another uh, is a, just another great matchup going against Denver. This defense yeah. is not the same de- Denver defense that it want that you know that we're come to expect. The amount of targets that this man gets, Keenan Allen is banged up in this matchup as well, so he very well could be limited again. So I mean, you could be looking at you know, 10 to 15 targets for Austin Eckler in this matchup. I think some of these other guys have some question marks. Obviously, I love Miles Sanders as well, but um, at that 7K price tag. But Austin Eckler at 7,600 is, is where I'm probably going to start. And then, you know, going down a little bit further, I was hoping that we were going to get to play Tony Pollard, but, of course, Mike McCarthy's a fucking moron, and we're going to run the ghost <laughs> of Ezekiel Elliott out here and, uh, and you know. Okay. Put him out here against Philly, whatever, you know, Tony Pollard just looked like the best running back they've had all year. Uh, you know, of course it was one game. I get all that, but still, like, it's just frustrating to see that they're even going to, you know, put Zeke Elliott back out here, um, you know, over Tony Pollard. So we'll have to wait and see. Zeke Elliott's listed as questionable, but, you know, of course, Zeke is all in his feelings this week, you know, seeing all the stuff that people are saying about Tony Pollard and how he looks washed. He was commenting on a lot this week. So love to see that. But, um, you know, in the 6K range, I think JD McKissick, without, you know, if Antonio Gibson doesn't play, they don't have Terry McLaurin. They're likely going to have to throw the ball. So, like, I think J.D. McKissick, we saw it last week. The dude just gets hammered with targets no matter who the quarterback is. And so $6,400 is a kind of a high price to pay for J.D. McKissick. You know, normally he's been in that low 5K range, you know, for hyper 4K, and now paying $6,400 for him. But all the running backs that are available here in this in this this tier – like I, I think that he has some of the best upside. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins at sixty-two hundred is, is also interesting as well. But I, I do think J.D. McKissick at sixty-four hundred, because of how you, how much he's utilized as a pass catcher in this backfield, and he, he was utilized more as a runner than we typically see last week. So I do like that. And then in the five K range, I think Melvin Gordon makes a whole hell of a lot of sense at fifty-six hundred. Philip Lindsay was ruled out. And so now with him out of the way, I think Melvin Gordon against the Chargers, who are defense you certainly can run the football against. I, I don't hate that that matchup for him at 5,600. Last week, you know, he's coming off a pretty solid performance. You know, he's really been decent the last three weeks that, he's, that they've finally played him. His price tag hasn't really risen. And last week, I mean, he scored 24.1 fantasy point or PPR points, uh, DK points. It, you know, we started to see we're starting to see a little bit more uptick and being more involved as a pass catcher as well. He's had seven targets the last two weeks as well with there with Melvin Gordon. So I don't mind Melvin Gordon at fifty six hundred either. As you know, if you're wanting to pay up for one running back and then pay down for another, I think Melvin Gordon against the Chargers is certainly a direction you can go. Maddie, talk to us. How you feeling about running back this week? Yeah, so I think based on the landscape of of the stacks that I want to attack, which are all seem to be priced up a seven k or higher. Uh, I'm going to need to find some some cheaper running backs to pair with those guys. So I was look, myself was looking at Melvin Gordon as well. Uh, Ryan, I know you love revenge game narratives. Uh, it's his matchup against the Chargers here, uh, who we we you know they've been attackable on the ground all year. Uh, and and the big news is that Philip Lindsay is ruled out. Uh, so that's massive. I mean, Lindsay was getting over 10 carries a game, so that's that's pretty significant. Um, and then there's another guy. Uh, two, which I don't think either of you guys touched on unless I missed it, was David Johnson uh, with Duke Johnson being ruled out uh, against that Cincinnati rush defense who has got awful. Um, 
if you're not playing Deshaun Watson, uh, David Johnson finally saw 11 targets last week uh, because, you know, Duke Johnson was not uh, there to, to do that. Uh, so, you know, Johnson's Duke Johnson had been seeing like four to six targets a game. So you now take David Johnson's five targets a game and, and add on the, the extra four to five targets. And you're looking at probably an eight to 10 target game for David Johnson uh, just because, you know, they don't have Will Fuller. They've got uh, a lack of options there, uh, similar to, you know, Austin Eckler. So uh, if I'm paying up, it's I think you're going to have to choose between Chubb, Eckler, uh, Miles Sanders, and Montgomery. I don't think uh, the, the makeup for this week makes sense to play multiple of these guys just because of how expensive the, the stacks are and uh, how priced up everything really is. Uh, so I think you're going to have to pick and choose. And, and I do think Eckler is my favorite. You look at uh, what, what the Broncos have allowed on the ground this year. Let's see, where's my Broncos stats? Here they are. Uh, so, I mean, they've allowed over three games of over 200 rush yards. Uh, and a couple of those have come in the last five weeks. So just last week, they allowed over 180 to the Bills which the Bills are not a, even a run-first team. So uh, I really do like Eckler, and even if they don't get really get him going on the ground, which they will be able to, but he's always involved in the pass game as well. He's going to be very, very heavily utilized on a weekly basis, especially if Keenan Allen remains banged up. Um, so, yeah, my payup this week is probably Eckler. I do like Sanders on non-Hurts teams. I just think they, those two guys probably eat into each other in terms of ceiling. So I probably wouldn't pair them together, but Dallas is really, really bad against the run. So uh, I do like those guys there. Uh, and I will say to touch on the the Rams running back situation, you go back and look at the first time the Rams played the Seahawks. Golf, they had uh, they had Akers, Henderson, and Malcolm Brown all active. Golf threw thirty seven times, and they only ran the ball twenty three times in a game that they won twenty three to sixteen. So that was their game plan was to attack Seattle through the air. And now, you know, let's say Seattle gets out, gets up early. Uh, golf is going to have to throw, you know, even more. So I'm off Henderson, who's probably going to be popular because people do want running back value. Um, I'd rather pay 300 more for Gio, Bar- Gio Bernard, but um, I do like Melvin Gordon for a little bit more than that. And then David Johnson for just a little bit more than Gordon. So that's that's probably my going to be my core core group of guys. No, that, that that's fair, Maddie. I mean, anytime you're talking about a guy like Daryl Henderson, I mean, even with the split there with Malcolm Brown, it does make it it does. It, it even just makes it gross to even think about playing these two guys in general. Um, but we do know that if they do get into the red zone, they will kind of lean on the run there, which is just it just makes the Rams so frustrating just in general. Right. Because like you're looking at the price tags and we'll talk about it at wide receiver. But like Cooper Cup at sixty six hundred, Robert Woods at seven K, like I'd, r- I'd rather play other guys in the ranges that they're in, because like what is their what is their ceiling? Really? You know, when we're talking I mean, about you it. can you can fade that game completely, right? And right. just hope hope that the Rams defense continues to show up. I mean, they've been arguably the best pass defense in the NFL this year. And Seattle has kind of looked like dog shit the last month, month and a half. Right. Um, so, you know, you just play the pl- play for the under in that game and, and fade it completely. And if golf throws two touchdowns and they kick two or three field goals and score 23 points again, I mean, like – they're playing those guys at 7K. You've got they've got to hit their ceilings for over 100 yards and one or two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm good with fading that game. I I think that's kind of where where I align too. I mean, it's been so tough to trust 
the Seattle uh, games to, to go over over the past couple of weeks. Like they just are, they're just doing enough to, to win these games, you know, and, and sometimes not even they're, they're having some scares on the other side, but even the blowout against the jets. I mean, like they kind of just took the foot off of the gas and we're just like, all right, let's just get out of here. Um, and this is a divisional game. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of emotions will fly definitely when these two teams, you know, meet up against each other always. And so, uh, first matchup was like 23, 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like this, this game is definitely, uh, kind of gross from a DFS perspective, but you, you guys have anything else at running back? I mean, David Montgomery, <clears throat> he comes in at 7,700. I mean, this guy just having career game after career game. Uh, I, I, I love to see it, you know, being here in Chicago and, uh, the amount of e- draft equity that they invested into this guy. You know, you like to see it kind of come to fruition here. Um, definitely has a good rapport with Mitch. Uh, seems like Nagy, you know, definitely taking the training wheels off and letting this guy kind of be involved in all aspects of the game, really taking on that pass catching role there as well, too. So going against a Jacksonville team, I mean, this is a team that we've tried to attack on the run by, you know, all means. And, I, you know, by no means why I have none of David Montgomery. Um he is close to 8K, so I'm just trying to figure out ways to build around stacks that I feel comfortable, you know, where I don't have him on teams. But I do like having exposure to him um, in some ways. But, you know, there's a wide receiver there that is in a revenge game narrative that I won't be able to get away from. Yeah, that's a good segue. I mean, A-Rob has to be at the top of your list this week at wide receiver, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, even with this questionable tag that DK kind of has him at, like uh, – whatever um this guy just the market share of targets that he sees in this offense i mean mitchell looks to him first and foremost and this is his guy and you know i think that even even with Nagy <clears throat> being there um and mitchell too I, I think that they do try and find ways to kind of get him involved it's his first game back visiting jacksonville um since he's been a chicago bear and they they are playing for something here like let's not let's just call a spade a spade um they they need to win this game uh, they know that their you know best way to do that is to get their best players the ball, and so we're looking at an Allen Robinson here who comes in at 7,700. But you know, despite that game last week, which was kind of weird, there him only seeing five targets against Minnesota. But you know, before that, 13, seven, 13, nine, nine, seven. Um, just, you know, a, a massive target share there. And this Jacksonville secondary is absolutely atrocious. Their top three main guys are, are out. Their two best corners and that are rookies, mind you, CJ Henderson and Sidney Jones, like they will be out for this game, I believe. So uh, the backups that he's going to be going against like Clay Brooks and, and the rest of these scrubs are, it's just going to be um mom's going to cook it up. I mean, Mitchell T, uh, this could be one of the best games that he has. So we could be talking about that uh, on the back end. But yeah, love Allen Robinson this week. I mean, we were talking about the guys who he's priced around there, like 7K and above, like Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, if he plays going against Denver. I mean, sure, I I like that, but he's 7,500. There too are going to be banged up. DK Metcalf going against Jalen Ramsey. Calvin Ridley going against KC. Can't target really wide receivers with confidence against this KC defense. And then Tyree Kills all the way up at 9K. So I just think that, you know, in that top tier range, I think that you're getting probably the most out of Allen Robinson there um, in that range. And then as we kind of scroll down, you know, I, I Deontay Johnson, 
for for what it's worth, I mean, this this guy is the offense. I mean, regardless of how they feel about him with the drops and leading the league with with 13 or however many it is like this dude will still be involved in the offense. And if this game is close or if this game, you know, goes to shootout range here, home game for Pittsburgh, you know, got it, got to write the track um, or, you know, write the ship. And he's 6,300. The way that he is involved in this offense. I just, it kind of feels too cheap to me, like a couple hundred dollars too cheap. Like he should be a seven K wide receiver for what he means. I mean, Claypool has kind of been out of the mix. Juju's there at six K. And it's funny to me that they kind of price them all together because Deontay Johnson is leaps and bounds. Like the guy that Ben looks to in this offense and, and, you know, really has the upside there to put up the 25 or 30 that you would be looking for a, a wide receiver um, in that range. So uh, I definitely will have shares of Deontay Johnson. Lo- love him. Uh, when we're talking about games, if I scroll down here, and this is going to be re- really all the way down here, but for my cheap guy at, at the wide receiver position, if I like Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm playing this guy, Chad Hansen. I mean, he's seen 90, 90% of the snaps or more in two of the past three games in that third game, or it was bookmarked there with the middle game there. He saw 80% of the snaps um, before last week, but he, he's heavily involved. Um, in this offense and I know it has come, you know, what I like to see is that Brandon Cooks was back last week and this guy was still on the field. Like they've, they've definitely found a role for this guy, you know, to be involved. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply with Kiki, uh, Kiki and and uh, Cooks being out there. And, you know, only three targets last week against Indy. Like, okay, you know, got the touchdown. But before that, those two games, he was seeing seven targets. I think it's, it's safe to assume that he's going to see anywhere from four to six. And at 4,400, going against the Cincinnati team, if Houston does get past heavy, if Cincinnati somehow is able to keep it close, like this guy's really interesting to me. And in uh, Deshaun Watson stacks, because I think people will go with Cooks, they'll go with Kuti, and they'll kind of forget about Chad Hansen. But he does offer you some salary relief there um, to, you know, kind of kind of play around with. So de- definitely like him. I mean, there's there's other guys in the mid tier range. You know, it's very it's a very interesting week um, because the guys who are in the mid tier range aren't that explosive. I mean, Amari Cooper at 5,700, I do like that as I was talking about with Andy Dalton. I feel like he could definitely pay off that price tag there with how banged up the Philly secondary is. And so you're hoping that Andy Dalton can kind of get him involved. And a guy like, you know, Russell Gage is interesting to me because Julio's out. But again, it was tough to trust wide receivers. But if that game were to stay close, if you were looking for a run back piece on Atlanta, that would be where I would go to. I think people will try and go to Edo Smith. We didn't talk about him, but uh, Russell Gage has definitely been involved. But Sammy Watkins at 5K, I don't know if either of you guys were going to talk about him, but going against Atlanta there at 5K, I think he he offers some merit there um, to get exposure to that KC team, that KC uh the passing attack and went for six for 60 against New Orleans. I mean, really has been back and hasn't found the end zone yet, but that's not 
to say that he's not capable of, of doing so. You know, it just depends on, you know, who's going to have the game outside of Hill and Kelsey. Um, those are the two, you know, alphas at the top. But especially without Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Maddie, if you say that they're going to lean a little bit more pass-heavy than they would be in the past, I definitely like getting to some Sammy Watkins at 5K flat just, just to talk myself into getting some exposure to that KC team if I'm not paying up for the top option. So that's kind of where my head's at right now at the wide receiver definitely a lot more um digging that needs to go into um maddie what say you at wide receiver position yeah so uh, i'm glad you brought up sammy uh because i I definitely especially if you're playing mahomes you're going to need to pair him at 8500 with a couple guys because there's no way he reaches value at 8500 without bringing two to three guys with him so uh obviously tyreek um at the top 9k it's like we were paying 9K for Michael Thomas, who was just consistently getting 25 points a game uh, last year because his volume was so safe. Well, Tyreek is getting over 10 targets a game uh, over the second half of the season. So, uh, And we know that Tyreek can can go out and go for 200 yards and a couple of scores any given game. So uh, I really think that that 9K is going to scare people off. And it's very hard to pair Mahomes with Tyreek. But you can get creative and throw in a $3,100 Mecole Hardman uh, who saw nine targets last week yeah. against the Saints. Um, he's been somewhat involved since, you know, the second half of the season. I mean, you go back to uh, all the way to the Jets game where he had nine targets, Carolina four, then one, five, three, three, and nine. So uh, I think what Andy Reid might do, and this is a bit just a bit of a hunch, but when when you're missing a running back, right, you've still got to get something that resembles running plays. Uh, and the Chiefs, you know, we know they love to run those little pop passes with with Tyreek and Hardman coming across the formation uh, because those those pretty much act like run plays, right? So your, your receivers aren't running as many routes. Uh, you give give them a chance to you know catch a breath for a play, uh, things like that. So a little high percentage play to pick up a few yards. Uh, so I think you know Hardman could be involved in in that type of play scheme, um, little screen passes and pop passes. Uh, behind the line of scrimmage, and and that's an easy way to get a couple targets and a couple catches uh, at 3,100, man, and we know he's got game-breaking speed. Uh, Mahomes has even targeted targeted him deep a couple times. I remember uh, one of the passes Mahomes threw deep to Hardman last week uh, should have been a touchdown, but I think I think Hardman either dropped it or, or had it knocked away from him. So, uh, you know, Hardman, he, he does have 20-point upside, um, and even if he only gets you seven points at 3,100 on, on this slate, I don't think it's going to kill you. So he is the way he, I think he's the key to unlocking the high price chief stack. Uh, so I really do like Hardman. Um, another guy that's, you talked about the mid range is, is kind of, kind of gross and interesting this week. Um, Amari Cooper at home at what is he? 56, 5,700 area. We, you know, he's known to be a home road splits guy. We just saw him on, on Thanksgiving slate smash the Washington defense. Uh, he had 26 DraftKings points in that game. Um, and now he, now he gets a pass funny, pass funnel Philly defense, which and, and Andy Dalton has taken to targeting Amari Cooper as his main guy uh, in that offense. So I think Cooper's got the, the 25 to 30 point ceiling this week uh, in a game that, you know, I think Dallas is going to have to throw the ball, especially if Zeke's out there. I don't think they're going to be as efficient running the ball as they would be with Pollard, as crazy as that is to say. But, yeah, Philly's a pass funnel, and, and Jalen Hurts is, I think, going to put up a ton of points. So I really like Amari Cooper, uh, especially as a run back in, in Jalen Hurts' stacks there for that game. Um, outside of that, I mean, we mentioned Allen Robinson. 
he's such a good play against Jacksonville, uh, especially if you're not playing David Montgomery for basically the same price. I, I, revenge game, it's it's just really hard to get off Robinson there. And then Houston, I, we already talked about Deshaun. You already brought it up yourself. Uh, QT's got over double-digit points in the last three games. You know, without Will Fuller, I don't really know what Brandon Cook's ceiling is. So let me just play the cheaper guy who's a bit safer and can still score uh, a touchdown is going to see high volume. So I really like QT this week as well. Yeah, Kuti's an excellent call um, there as well. The price tag is just too cheap on what, what his role in the offense is. Kevin, wide receiver, talk to us, man. How how you looking with your teams and builds? Not not mentioning some of the guys you guys have already talked about. Like I said, like I said with Jarvis Landry, like he he makes uh, a sixty nine hundred. Uh, he is priced up a little bit further from where he's typically been. But if you look over the last really the month of the season, he went from basically being a complete afterthought. To, uh, you know, really being pretty dominant over the last four weeks. He scored 28.3, 20.4, 11.7 against Baltimore, but then back to 19.1 last week. Uh, he's, he's leading this team in targets. You know, uh, he scored a touchdown in three of his last four games as well. Really good matchup uh, this week going against the Jets. So, uh, you know, $6,900 Jarvis Landry, I think, is a um, is a nice pivot off some of these other higher-priced wide receivers, people not wanting to pay up for that price tag to get to Jarvis Landry. Um you know, again, you know, if you want to, you know, do the full game stack here, Rashard Higgins also, I think, makes some sense at his price tag as well. He is, again, you know, since really Odell's been down, but really since week 13, he's dropped 21, 18, and 11 over the last three weeks as well. So this is a good matchup as well for, for Rashard Higgins in this game. And so, like I said, if you're wanting to full game stack this Browns, uh, this Browns second or this Browns offense, I think those are the two spots you want to go to. And like I said, the top one is 6,900, and then Higgins is only 4,800 in this offense. So um, really pretty cheap game stack with Baker Mayfield at 6,100. I do have some interest in Tyler Lockett at 6,500. Nobody's going to want to play him. He has struggled recently. He really doesn't have much of a ceiling, um, or he hasn't really had much of a ceiling, I should say, over the last, really, uh, you have to go all the way back to kind of week 11 where he scored 21, and then week 7 where he just went nuclear for 56, but this is a pretty good matchup for him this week going against the Rams. Now the Rams defense uh, has been, has been solid, but you could probably almost guarantee that Jalen Ramsey is going to exclusively shadow DK Metcalf in this game, which should open things up a little bit more for Tyler Lock to get a little bit more, um, to get a little more targets. And Tyler Lock is the type of guy who can, you know, reach 30 plus fantasy points, you know, if, if things break his way. So I don't mind Tyler Lockett at 6,500. Nobody's going to play him because he just hasn't done anything in quite some time. So I do like him. Deontay at 6,300. I know a lot of people were really worried about him last week. Obviously, he wasn't on the main slate, but he was a guy just in terms of, in general, the entire fantasy community. But you just cannot deny the target share that this man racks up every single week. I mean, the guy gets virtually double-digit targets every week. I mean, he could get you up to, you know, 16, 15, 15 or 16 targets at 6,300 is just way too cheap for a guy that, that has that kind of upside and can really go uh, can really go off. So I like Deontay quite a bit at 6,300. And then going down a little bit further, I like the Sammy Watkins call. I've been playing him uh, really since he's been back every single week, just hoping for the Sammy Watkins game to come. And it has not come yet, but this very well could be the week at 5K. Like you mentioned, if you're going to play – if you're going to play this offense, um, and you're going to stack this offense, anyways, with the Chiefs, you're going to have to get find you know cheaper options. I think Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins could do that, and I also think McCole Hardman makes a little bit of sense. He got more involved in the offense last week. This is a matchup that they're probably going to have to throw the ball. The Chiefs have been much more of a team that 
they basically play matchups. They're not going to sit here and fuck around and try to run the ball 25 times, uh, you know, in this game to try to hashtag establish the run. If they feel like you have a weakness on, on one side of the football or the other, they, they're going to attack it. And this is one of them I think you can do that with. And if even if Tyreek is even limited, which is possible because, you know, if you're the Chiefs, you're not going to risk losing Tyreek Hill for an extended period of time. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury really for the last month. Um or so it's it continues to crop up he ends up missing a few plays and then he's able to come back in he's always on the trainer's uh bench you know getting massages and stuff like that they kind of called it uh cramps and then last week i know the the kind of big thing on twitter was him drinking a bottle look like you know one of those little mini uh shot bottles but it was a bottle of pickle juice anyways so i do think mccall hardman <laughs> is pretty interesting at his price tag i mean he is what sub 4k and so I, I really do not mind. McCoy, yeah, it's 3,100. 3,100 for McCole Hardman, who has 20-plus point upside here. I played him last week. I'm going to play him again to get a little bit different. Uh, you know, down here in the, this really cheap 3K price tag range. Um, and then the Washington football team, like, they have nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, it's Logan Thomas, right? And then mm-hmm. I think Cam Sims is somewhat interesting at his price tag. Uh, he could end up seeing, you know, 10 targets here in this game against Carolina. Carolina's past defense isn't one that I'm all that concerned with either. It's just kind of gross because, you know, really trusting any of these guys, but Cam Sims is only 3,300 down here in the super cheap range. And then, you know, past that, you know, there's there's some other guys like Sterling Shepard, I think, at, at 4,500. Consistently sees uh, a pretty decent target share, but I would be concerned a little bit with Marlon Humphrey, depending on what happens with the rest of their of, of their pass catchers here. But that's kind of where I'm at. You know, guys like Darnell Mooney, 4K, also. Um, I was on him last week, and I'll probably play him again this week against Jacksonville. Quick question. Does – with Finley being a quarterback for the Bengals, does that have you off the Bengals receivers completely? Because Tyler Boyd is out. So you've got T. Higgins at 4,700. Erickson's going to play slot. He's min-priced, basically. Um, I'm just curious what, what you guys are doing with that situation, especially considering we love Deshaun. So, I mean, do you just run it back with Geo? Or, you know, if if the Bengals get behind, I mean, they've shown that they will not run Geo. Yeah, I mean, he literally could get eight carries if if Houston takes a ten point lead early. So, um, and and in that scenario, you would want to a one one a wide receiver, right? Right. And that's right. But that's that. I I can't play Geo this week. I think Geo is a trap because people are going to see what he just did against Pittsburgh, and I, I just don't like. They are very. They are will be very quickly to pull the plug on Geo if if mm-hmm. if they fall behind. And this is a much different scenario where. Pittsburgh has been a team that has their their arrow has been trending down at least mm-hmm. offensively for a while. They continue to struggle, and they made this uh, this offense look much better than what it is. I think this is a team that's definitely going to fall behind, and when that happens, I think Geo falls out and, and just, just doesn't get the, the volume. You don't look with Geo past last week. Before that, you had to go back to like week seven or eight that he even had a a, a viable game. Um, and so I think T. Higgins, who saw quite a few targets from him last week at 4,700 against Houston, I do think that that is a interesting spot to go to. I mean, Ryan Finley didn't blow the doors off anybody and, like, you know, wow me or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it at least looked like at least maybe possibly competent, like maybe competent against one of the worst defenses in all of football. T. Higgins, I think, I think it would be an interesting, would, would be a interesting spot to go to at 4,700. 
Yeah, that also Finley, you know, showed that he had, did have some wheels, so to speak. I mean, for whatever those are, I mean, they might be Heelys, but they were at least <laughs> wheels. So, um, he, you know, that that could take away from Joe. I mean, the frustrating thing is that you look back. I, I know what you're saying, Kevin, is you go back through the 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 logs there with Bernard, but that Dallas game. I mean, really, that I feel like that's unfair because he had the fumble, the first fumble, and however many carries it was, and they fucking benched him, like which is crazy. I mean, that was their best kind of opportunity to kind of take that game there. Um, and we see that from last week as they get Gio involved and good things happen. So it I, it does feel like the leash is short. And so I do think that that is trapped because he's not just a, a home run play. But he, since he is 4,800, I do think that it does make some sense to, to get to him. But the guy for me on Cincinnati that I would be trying to get to with, uh, with Boyd being out is A.J. Green at 3,400. I mean, you know, seven targets in that Dallas game, only three last week, but we know that he has big playability. And if he's able to hit on one, you know, at 3,400, I think that would definitely pay off. Um, and, and he'll be out there with, with Boyd being out. So uh, that that's the guy that I would go to in this offense that I think makes it a little bit interesting there as he should be on the field and pro- probably like, one of his last stints with, with the Bengals, right? Like he's, he's going to be out of there. So um, this could, could be his, his final game. So they could get him going uh, before we move on to tight end. I kind of want to use this as a segue here. Like if you're playing Jalen hurts, uh, Kev, I know you talked about him as well too. Like who, who's the wide receiver that you guys would pair him with um, if any, um, because I know Greg Ward's been kind of involved here since Jalen Hurts has, has gotten the start. Rager had eight targets last week, um, so you love to see that. But some of these other guys have still been involved too, so I'm just curious to see where your guys' heads at from the wide receiver perspective. Tied in. I think it, I think it would be Rager if that's if that's where I'm going because okay, he would have had even more targets last week had he not gotten injured. Uh, he he left late in the game, and I think he would have had even more targets, and that's when Greg Ward, uh, I think, saw. Uh, found the end zone. I like Jalen Rager. Like he, he seems to be really looking for Jalen Rager here in this matchup against that and, and against Dallas. So um, if I was going to pair with anybody, it, it would be Jalen Rager, at least for me, it would be Dallas Goddard at $3,600. <laughs> that, that's why I wanted to bring it up as, as we get it to tight end, because uh, tight, tight end will definitely be interesting this week. Um, you know, with uh, Kelsey's eight, eight, five. I mean that, okay. I, I don't know how you play him like outside of KC stacks, but yeah, you know, I can on this play. I mean, there's so many cheap tight ends that are, have the ability to score a touchdown here. Right. So yeah, I mean, you know, play it, play him if you want to, I can't really, I'm not going to spend time talking people off of that because it's Travis Kelsey, but a five is a sure hell of a lot to pay at this tight end position. Uh, Mark Andrews, the second prize with 5,700 there going against New York. I mean, uh, you know, he, he just hasn't done enough, I feel like, to to pay off of what you would be. He's still going to garner ownership because people will just look at he's the, you know, second highest price. But he's so much of a discount um, between between him and Kelsey that I think that people will still play him and get exposure to Lamar and things of that nature. Um, and maybe that's a pivot off of Logan Thomas, who comes in at forty nine hundred, who's going to be the chalk at tight end, I feel like, this week. Haven't seen 15 targets last week with Dwayne Haskins, and I think people will talk themselves into loving him more if it's Alex Smith at quarterback because Alex Alex Smith was targeting him um, a, a ton as well, too. So he, he definitely will be the chalk. Um, I, I do like him. 
um, because there is no McLaurin. I mean, that we just have to call it what it is, but um, he will be popular. So I definitely will be looking for pivots. And one of those was Dallas Goddard coming in at 3,600. I mean, has been pretty much the the leading uh, guy in in the pass catching offense for for Jalen Hurts. I mean, guys like Zach Hurts are still seeing targets, but not the same share as Goddard, Jalen Rager. You know, he he wasn't seeing really that many targets until that last week there um, really, really popped off in that game. And then Greg Ward has pretty much been consistent as well, too. But Dallas Goddard, I mean, how many times have we talked about this with this guy? Like, you know, you're looking at his target shares of eight, six, seven, ten over the past four games, six and six before that, before week nine. Uh, and then, uh, you know, not not really hitting the 100 yards and only um, two touchdowns over that span, but just you know, he just has the ability to just pay off. I feel like one of these times and we got him going against this Dallas team here uh, where I, I, I think you'll, you'll definitely find ways to, you know, take advantage of, of this secondary. And at 3,600, you know, you're looking for that touchdown as Maddie's saying, and, and you'll be, you'll be fine. Another guy here to talk about touchdown is Austin Hooper. You know, the jets have just been absolutely obliterated by the tight end position all year. Um, and we get Austin Hooper in here who is coming off of a six-target game there against the Giants, got that touchdown, um, just coming right back into the fold um, and being in the mix here for for Baker and co. And so the way you, you know, if you are playing Baker, I think stacking it with Hooper definitely makes sense. And even as a one-off there, I think there's pretty high likelihood that he can uh, end up scoring a touchdown. So definitely like getting to him. Uh, definitely will have some Jordan Aikens just because of, uh, my Desha- my Deshaun Watson interest in in pairing him with with a guy like that, I, I definitely love uh, getting exposure to to him as well. And then uh, I'll, I'll probably be going back to the well if it if it makes sense to to a guy like Cole Komet. I mean, kind of let people down last week with the two targets, but you know, before that, seven and seven going against this Jacksonville team, you know, pairing pairing him with Mitchell Trubisky uh, to be a run back there with Allen Robinson as well, too, um, I think kind of makes some sense at 3K. You know, see, it just Jimmy Graham has just not been as involved as he was before. So you definitely want to see that. I know last game he did have those three targets there, which was frustrating as well, too. But they've definitely looked to get Cole involved early on um, in drives. And so just with what he's seeing um, as far as snap snap shares go, I, I like getting to some Cole Komet this week. Uh, Kev, let's say you at tight end. Yeah, if I can't get a, if I'm not running a stack with with Kelsey, with Kelsey, it, it becomes pretty pretty simple for me. Um, I like Noah Fant quite a bit. Uh, Pop back last week with, with 11 targets. He he's somebody that has been dealing with a lot of injuries. Or it looks like maybe he's possibly getting a little bit more healthy going against the Chargers. The Chargers are one of only four teams that have allowed at least 10 touchdowns to the position this year, and the Chargers uh, are in that group. And so I like Noah Fant quite a bit at 4800. I think he has great leverage off of Logan Thomas, who is going to be very chalky, and especially now with Terry McLaurin being ruled out. Uh, it, and coming off a game with, with uh, just that massive target share that he saw last week. So I like Noah Fant um, a lot there. And then, um, yeah, I, I totally agree on Dallas Goddard. But Austin Hooper uh, coming off of, uh, you know, one of his better games we've seen this year, six targets last week. Uh, you know, you want to target the Jets with tight ends. The Jets uh, have allowed the most fantasy points to the position. And by almost a, a two-point margin per game um, in, in terms of DK points per game to the next closes, which is Chicago, uh, allowing fancy points to the position. So I, I do like Austin Hooper. He's only 3,500. And past that, you know, 
like, you know, I, I think there's some interesting names. You know, Cole Komet, you already Cole Komet, you already mentioned. Uh, uh, Dalton Schultz at 3,200. I think I think you could look there. But for me, that, that's kind of where I'm gonna I'm gonna be living is Noah Fant at 4,800, and then Austin Hooper, and then all you know whether what if I could fit something in in a game stack, you know, like whether it's Travis Kelsey uh, or you know, somebody like Austin Hooper or Dallas Goddard uh, in my game stack with Jalen, with Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield. Maddie, Goddard for you and log out, or you got other guys that you like? Uh, no, I actually think that this is a great week for cheap tight ends and, and is the reason why, you know, I don't really know that I'm going to get to Kelsey. Like, if I'm paying up for a chief, it, it's probably going to be Tyreek. Um, and I don't see myself playing both Tyreek and Kelsey. Uh, first off, Hunter Henry's out. I, I don't know if I'm going to play Parham. Well, H- Henry's on the COVID list. They say he's questionable, depending whether he can come off that by Sunday. So uh, Parham's interesting. He was one of the better XFL players uh, in the five games that he played there. I think he had th- over 300 yards and multiple, like four touchdowns in, in five games. So he's interesting. He's already caught a couple touchdowns from Herbert playing in a, in a secondary role on the offense, but Chargers are pretty banged up and, and Denver defense is not very good. So, I think he's interesting at mid-price. Um, you guys already talked about Goddard. I do like Goddard. Um, in the two games that that Phillies played with Hurts as the starter, Goddard leads the team in targets with 14. Uh, Rager's second with 12. And then tied for third is actually Zach Ertz and uh, Greg Ward at 10. So I, I think Zach Ertz is interesting uh, at 3,100. Him and, him and Goddard combined for 15 targets last week. So um, they, Goddard had eight, Ertz had seven. So I think Ertz is interesting, especially if all of the ownership flows to Goddard. Then I think, you know, I can see a, a world where everybody plays Goddard and they're they're tilted by the the double double touchdown Ertz Ertz game. So um, I think Ertz is interesting. Uh, love the Aikens call if you're playing Deshaun. The idea of anchoring my tight end to my quarterback uh, that makes a ton of sense there. And Komet Komet's the other guy too. Uh, I think he's very interesting playing all the snaps for. Chicago, especially if I'm if I'm not playing David Montgomery, uh, you know you can run a, a Mitch, a Rob, Komet stack and and run it back with like a, a Keelan Cole or something like that. So I think that that game's interesting. Um, and yeah, tight end is is wild this week. I, I think there's a lot of viable cheap options that could uh, score one or two touchdowns. So um, I think the Parham call is actually interesting too. I, I do like that call, and it sounds like that. Uh, Hunter Henry's not going to play. They said that he is unlikely to come yeah. off the list by Wednesday. So I saw that. So who knows? I mean, maybe we should be looking more at the 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 Tyus Johnsons and the Jalen Guytons of the world because I mean they they really could have nobody outside of Austin Eckler right. because Keenan Allen is also uh, questionable to play. So they don't have those guys. Like we could be seeing a ton of targets go flowing to those other you know those other wide receivers, which we've already seen. Like Tyus Johnson had a really good game last week. Um, or yeah, it was solid anyway. And last two Jaylen, games. And then, yeah, Jalen Guyton, you know, uh, saw a pretty, pretty decent target share as well. So, yeah, I mean, you can stack Herbert up for pretty cheap with yeah. all these injuries. So I, I don't, I don't even hate that. And if Chargers score thirty plus points, you've got a mega stack for like no salary. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you got like Guyton, what was thirty two hundred, and then you have Parham who's twenty five hundred. And I mean, you can even you can even pair Eckler with with Herbert because of Eckler's pass role his role in the passing game. Like he could catch a receiving touchdown and it's, you've got the double stack there and you just get all, all the chargers points. Yeah. And then Tyron right. Johnson is 4k. So, which, and then you just run it back with Melvin Gordon on the other side, who we already talked about. 
who's also cheap. So yeah, that's a good way to get a cheap, really cheap game stack that two defenses that haven't really been playing defense. No, that'd be interesting. And even, even if Keenan Allen does suit up, I mean, like he just, he wasn't, he suited up last week and just wasn't doing much out there. And, you know, those soft tissue injuries are are just a bitch. And so he, he want, he's the one that wanted to be out there, but even the team was limiting him. So we can't really fully expect him to be out there in his full allotment of work, if, even if he's rolled in um, with it have lingering for so long. Um, let's talk about defense as we get ready to close this out and do our build and, and briefly touch on the Saturday slate here for everybody before we log off. Guys, it's the DJ Nation pod. You're listening to the Week 16 DraftKings NFL DFS breakdown with us. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. If you're just now tuning in or if you've just, you know, kind of scrolled through, you're listening for the first time, just make sure you guys are subscribed subscribe to the channel. Tomorrow will be that giveaway there for the Allen Robinson jersey for anybody who is subscribed is how you are eligible. So you guys definitely want to make sure you are subscribed to win that. All right, let's get into defense, guys. We got Ravens at the top, Browns, Bears, uh, Steelers, Chiefs, Chargers, Colts, Rams, and Washington to round out the 3K range. Um, You know, just kind of hit on what you guys like. I mean, if I'm paying up, I think – I, I do like the Bears at 3600 I would probably go to the Ravens for just $400 more going against the Giants. I mean, the Ravens defense is they, – they've really, you know, been coming to life and making life miserable for quarterbacks over the past couple of weeks. I mean, Jacksonville, they had that five-sack game. Um, and kind of, you know, Cleveland – but Cleveland's offense has been hitting on all cylinders, so you don't really want to look at that. But just in t- – you know, what they've done against quarterbacks – um, I, th- I think, you know, it's 4K, but it makes sense if you're going to look at the Bears at, thir- at uh, 3,600. Washington football team for me at 3,000 um, is where I would come into there. I mean, this I don't know what's going on with this Carolina offense, but they I don't want to say broken, but they just don't look as great. Um as they have been and just struggling to kind of move the football here with the guys that they have. And so we're looking at a Washington football team here who they've had some big games, you know, against San Fran and and Dallas and, and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals as well, going into that home matchup there for them. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by them. And then as we get down to the bottom here, there, there's not much that I like. It's, it seems kind of ugly, but I, I do have some interest yet again in the Broncos, as, as weird as it sounds. I mean, the secondary has been bad with the guys that they have banged up. But the offense for them is really what kind of hurts because it, when you're looking at that Buffalo game, like, yeah, they were able to get to, you know, Drew Locke and make some things happen. But it was because the Broncos just kept, you know, giving up short short fields to, to this team and kind of putting it, putting pressure on, um, you know, lock to have to throw and that allowed for more opportunities to the bills to kind of pop off. And if the, if the chargers are kind of banged up to a tune of a certain extent, like I could, I could see them, you know, luck boxing into something here. Um, again, it's a rookie quarterback too. Like Herbert is not mistake proof. Um, it does feel ugly, but that's kind of the one that I would uh, like a little bit more. Um, I guess I, there would be some interest for me in the Eagles uh, team, but I do like a shootout in that game. So that's kind of what has not led me on them. I'll just get to Washington for $100 more. Um, Rams at 3,100 too are, are, is interesting um, as I played them the last time that they played the Seahawks, but they were 2,200 that time. But um, Rams are always, always in play. I feel like for their units. So uh, Maddie, how are you feeling about with defense this week? 
Uh, I think it's pretty straightforward for me. There's really only three or four that I'm looking at. Uh, Big Ben has looked awful over the last month and a half, so I have interest in the Colts' defense, um, despite that being on the road. Uh, I like the Washington call against Carolina. Washington defense has, has been what's kept them in games all year. Uh, I think the Eagles are, you know, they'll get pressure on Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton can make some mistakes. Uh, if you're not stacking that game up, I think the Eagles make sense uh, in different builds. And then I think the Seahawks at 2,600 are interesting. Uh, shockingly, they have forced 13 interceptions and have 40 sacks on the year, and they've actually been playing well uh, over the last month, month and a half. Uh, and they just held this Rams team to 23 points uh, just a month and a half ago. So uh, in a game where we you know, we said golf might be forced to throw the ball more and the Rams want to throw it, I mean, good things happen when you play defense and the offense is throwing a lot of passes. So yep. uh, 2,600 for a C- Seahawks team uh, is very interesting. And then if you are truly team punt defense, uh, I'm okay with the Falcons at 1,900. Uh, usually the men is 2K, but – uh, even when they gave up 40-something points to Dallas back in, like, week two, they still scored positive points. So uh, I'm good with it if if you like the rest of your build. But I would definitely try to get to the others first. Kev, how you feeling? I think it's pretty simple. I like the Eagles quite a bit. They are, I think, second in adjusted sack rate on the season. Uh, you know, to, to sub, sub 3K. I like the Texans at 2,800. I think that is uh, too cheap. The Texans are in top 10 in adjusted sack, adjusted sack rate. And – so I, I don't mind them at twenty eight hundred going against Cincinnati, and then you know really past that you know if I could figure out a way to get up to like Kansas City at thirty four hundred I, I I could see myself doing that, or even I don't think Bears against Jacksonville is all that egregious at thirty six hundred. Um, you know, it really depends on where my build takes me, how much money I have left. But uh, you know once I get to that point, but for me I think I would much prefer to you know obviously to pay down and that where I'm going to start would be Eagles and Texans. Nice, nice, I, I like it. Um... Yeah, guys, that that's week sixteen. That's week sixteen in a nutshell. I mean, it's 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 really uh, th- this. It makes for an interesting tournament week. I feel like because of the um, not lock button plays, so to speak, that that we've been accustomed to to kind of get in, or at least knowing where the chalk was going to formulate, and and that being, you know, do you want to miss out on if they pop off with having Derrick Henry, you know, on the slate, or a guy like Dalvin Cook, or or anything like that? So definitely a fun week to to kind of play around with if you guys are multi-entering um definitely have fun with that all right week 16 we got our dk build in the huddle five dollar entry um maddie let let us know how the team's starting off this week Uh, i think we're all in agreement let's just go uh jalen hurts let's start off the team that way fair enough i like it jalen hurts is in at quarterback kev you got next how you feeling give me uh austin eckler 7600 okay like that um Want the stack here? I'm going to go Dallas Goddard at tight end. Just lock him in at 3,600. See what we can do with this build. 5,300 left per position. That's a pretty nice price tag for you, Maddie. Uh, run it back with Amari. Love that. Love that. Amari's 57, so we're still playing with 52.20 per position there. Running back wide receiver times two flex and defense left. Give me... Give me, uh, give me Rager. All right, got the double stack going there. Rager's forty six. Ups it back up to just over fifty three per position. Let Let's get a Rob in there. See what we can do with this team. Wide receivers are Cooper, Rager, a Rob, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard with the stack there as well, and then Austin Eckler at running back. Need running back flex in defense. Let's get uh, let's get weird. Throw in. Let's get our Chiefs exposure. Throw in Hardman. 
All right. So we're throwing Hardman there. Now we have, I'll put Rager or Cooper, one of the two in the flex with them playing in the later game. Start Rager in there. Running back and defense left with 53-50 left. This is interesting. Kev, talk, you, you're, it's, up, it's on you. Um, I'll you let can you running back. Can, yeah, you can literally play whatever running back you want. Well, how would you guys feel about instead of going Rager if we went Miles Sanders? Or do you think that that, that, that too negatively correlates to each other because of what we're doing here? I mean, if Philly scores 35 points, which they could, then your your team has all the points. So, like, what, what was it, two weeks ago when Chicago played Houston? The winning team mm-hmm. was, like, Mitch, Montgomery, and, and Allen Robinson because right. Chicago right. scored, what, 40 points? And that those guys yeah. were – I mean, it's a concentrated offense. So, yeah, I, I'm good with it. Because I feel like it opens up more if we do that versus playing Rager. I'm good with that. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I, I've talked about that, playing both of them and just hoping that, you know, that you get all the touchdowns there. Hasn't come to fruition yet. Doesn't mean it can't happen, though, against Dallas. I, I like this game as a, as a shootout, uh, sneaky shootout, by the way. Yeah, so, Kev, your, your pick still, I think, because we've got fle- – we now have flex in defense, 41-50 left. How weird do I want to get it? <laughs> <laughs> I have the I have the Eagles in right now as a placeholder for D at twenty nine hundred. That leaves you fifty four in the flags. That's QT. Or yeah, or a hundred more for Washington football team. You go. Or I mean, I I wouldn't even hate uh, having Rams exposure to to the defense. I mean, that that game could be weird. It is in Seattle, but yeah, I mean, you could go Melvin Gordon and a twenty seven hundred defense. QT in twenty nine hundred. This this isn't like if Melvin Gordon can't do it in this spot with the yeah. if I'm I'm done with him. Le'Veon Bell in twenty five hundred. Let's do that. Let's move Harvard up. Then we'll play. We'll play. We'll play Melvin in the flat, and that'll leave twenty seven hundred dollars left over. Okay, Melvin, and then we'll go. You know what? Uh, let's stick on that same game as I was alluding to. Let's go Seahawks at thirty six hundred or twenty six hundred. I mean, yeah, I like that. I'm good with the Seahawks. If we're, if, we're, if we're not having exposure to that game, getting one of exactly. those defenses, I think, you know, makes sense low scoring. Yeah, and all, yeah I was just going to say, if, if all of us really like the under, I mean, yeah. Seattle surprisingly has 40 sacks this year, which the Eagles have 44. So, I mean, and we, we constantly say the Eagles, you know, they're a team that can get pressure on the quarterback. So, Seattle quietly has, has been getting pressure on the quarterback. Right. So the team we got is uh, Hertz, Eckler, Sanders, Amari Cooper, Nicole Hardman, Al Robinson, Dallas Goddard, Melvin Gordon in the flex, Seahawks D, 100 in salary left over. Go ahead and submit that, and that will do it there for the Week 16 DraftKings NFL DFS uh, breakdown here from the DJ Nation pod. Guys, real quick before we go. It'll be a fun slate. Um, best of luck to everybody who is playing um, on Saturday. And, you know, hope, you know, if it doesn't go that that well for you, then you got the Sunday slate. So hopefully you run the pod back, listen to where we were at on week 16, and then make your money back and, and or make some profit. And even if you do, uh, you know, spike on Saturday and, and have a good day, you know, take some of that profit and uh, use it in, in week 16 on the main slate on Sunday. Guys, we're signing off for everybody. 
Um, shout out to everybody who helped us reach that 1K plus plateau now on YouTube. We really appreciate all the subscribers there, all the 1,000. And if you aren't part of that, get in on it because they are eligible to win the Allen Robinson jersey tomorrow. Um, signed Allen Robinson jersey there for being a subscriber. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the Fantasy Authority channel. You guys get any last words for the people as we sign off here for the holiday season? No, good luck today. Uh, maybe maybe the DFS gods will bring some of our uh, subscribers a, a late Christmas present this year. And speaking, of, and speaking of late, make sure your flex is has the latest start times for today's slate because you can get weird if, if your early guys bust. So just make sure you got latest latest time in the flex. Absolutely. Kev, you got anything? No, just uh, let's run hot. Uh, let's uh, have a great, you know, end of the weekend. Uh, you know, we still got a few more days left of this Christmas weekend. And, you know, the one of the better times of the year as well with the, the uh, NFL DFS playoffs. That uh, is fucking fantastic. Every single yep. year is one of my favorite, you know, weeks or month to play DFS because of, uh, you know, just how fun that is. Um, between the two days of football, having the, the sweat your fucking ass off between the day one yes. and day two of the, of the weekend. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So, and you know, like I said, like I said at the beginning, you know, I really appreciate everybody that supported us this year, that everybody that has been rocking with us, uh, you know, uh, we've put in a lot of work, but we also appreciate all the feedback we've gotten and we're just getting fucking started boys and girls. So, you know, uh, 2021 is going to be huge for us. Um, and I really want to say, uh, I really appreciate as well, all the, all the help of Cody, uh, this year, he has been huge for us and, um, uh, all the help he's given me uh, with you know editing and everything else. So uh, I really just can't uh, tell him I appreciate him enough as well. So um, absolutely, yeah. So, shout out Cody. So that's absolutely. all I got. Everybody have a great rest of the weekend. Let's fucking win some money. Yeah, let's do it. It's DJ Nation podcast, guys. You listen to the Week 16 DraftKings NFL DFS breakdown. We'll be back next week for Week 17, uh, the ugly Week 17, as it always is. But we'll still be here breaking it down for you guys, having fun, signing off for the boys, the Godfather himself at Kevin at FantasyCraft 13, Mr. Kevin Steele there, Maddie DFS uh, on D, on Twitter is where you can find him, Maddie Two V Two, Maddie gets buckets, and myself, Ryan Williams on Twitter. You can find me at Ryan Alexander underscore W. It's a DJ Nation podcast. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 96 but until then have fun get this money we'll see you think you can tell me what to do know who you're talking to but you better get used to the way the war back i see what you got it measures it out there like that's a break boy When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.